Hello, everyone. Good afternoon, and thank you so much for tuning in to Speaking Plain English. I am your host, Roberta Johnson, and let me tell you, you guys are going to want to like, you're going to want to share, subscribe. Um, this is going to, this is the topic. Actually, it's going to be a part two of a discussion that we had with previous guests, um, some episodes way before. So I want you all to feel free to, um, to you know, share your comments and share your, um, your opinions. Uh, we're going to be open today. Our discussion is going to be um, part two of I Love Jesus, But I Can't Stand Church. And it is honing in on church taboo, topics that we really have not um, discussed in church, particularly the Black church. And I have some amazing guests that are here with me. I have Minister Sherebim Joy Allen. I have Aaliyah Washington. And I have who I love to call Uncle G, Gilbert White Sr. I'm going to bring everyone in. Hello, hello, and hello to each of you. Hi. Can y'all hear me? <laughs> Not that high, All right. Awesome. So glad on. to have all of you here. So glad to have all of you here. We have a comment already. Hey. So I'm going to do some bio reading really quickly, um, just so that you guys can kind of get a, a little bit about um, who everybody is that's here. Um, I'm going to start with our superintendent, Gilbert White Sr., who is a pastor and evangelist who was born in New Jersey, in Jersey City, New Jersey, to the, uh, to the late elder John White and John T. White and Juanita White. He is the seventh of eight children. How about that? Nice, nice family. <laughs> um, he received Jesus as his savior on December 22nd, 1972, and was baptized in the Holy Ghost in April of 1973. He's a graduate of Deliverance Bible Institute in Newark. He reared in the Deliverance Evangelistic Center Ministries under the leadership of the late apostle Arturo Skinner. Um, he has definitely served the Lord faithfully. He's a member of the Church of God in Christ, New Garden State Jurisdiction, where he is the president of the YPWW Youth Department, the vice president of AIM, the vice president of evangelism, a music commission member, and a chairman of security under the leadership of Bishop William T. Calhoun. He is now an outreach minister. He's an altar worker. He's a youth leader. Um, he's a superintendent. He, I'm telling you this man, I met him when I was younger and he used to always do our youth revivals back in um, at Best Temple. I will never, ever, ever forget those youth revivals. If anybody knows from Best Temple is watching, y'all know, and he has become everybody's uncle. So as a Right now, he is the pastor of, of Gethsemane. And please tell me if I'm saying this right correctly. Gethsemane Church of God in Christ, is that correct? In yeah. Newark, New Jersey? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so that is our uncle. I, I call Uncle G, Superintendent Gilbert, Pastor Bishop Gilbert White. No. Everybody, welcome in here. <laughs> yes, and we also have Minister Sherebin Allen, who is, oh, I'm sorry. Let me get you up here. She's an author. I found that she's a minister of the gospel of Christ as well. And uh, she is a motivational speaker. She's a preacher. She's a writing coach. And uh, she's a counselor, a pastoral counselor as well. And I guarantee you guys are going to have such a wonderful time hearing from her. Hi, Sherry. Hi. <laughs> and then we have my cousin here, Aaliyah Washington, who likes to go by Lady A, who is 24 years old. She just began a modeling career. Um, she's currently a security guard. She also dances, y'all. So she didn't want me to add that, but I'm putting that in there because she's excellent at it. I'm just going to put that there right now. She's very, very anointed in her, in her dancing. For those who may not have seen, if anybody may have seen a, um, a video that I posted some time ago um, at my father's... Um, Oh, yes, the retirement. At, yes, at the retirement party. Yes. It was her and two of my nieces. So I'm telling you, <laughs> that's all I got to say. I'm so retirement soon. I promise. I promise. I am. Yes, you are coming out of retirement. We're calling that out right now. Yeah, I have to. So we are going to get started with this conversation. So first of all, I want everybody who's here to under, to know and understand we are going to be, um, we're going to be transparent and we're going to be open. If there's any comments that you may have, 
feel free to voice them um, because we what we want to do, the point here is to make sure that those who may have had a, um, a hard or a bad experience in church um, knows that we understand um, and knows that there are, you know, that the different things that have happened um, then are things that we as a whole are trying to change. And we are trying to um, pretty much allow the, um, the, the body of Christ to have continue to have the mind of Christ, how we're supposed to. So we are going to go over one course. We're going to start with, um, and each of you can answer this one. So what do you wish, all of us growing up in church, um, what are some things that you wish that were um, that you were dis that dis were discussed in church that were not? And we can start, Aaliyah, we'll start with you. Well, I have to say, you know, my pastor was your dad, so he really didn't miss much, to be completely honest. He didn't miss much. He was very big on education. He was very big on us saving money to the point where he bought us banks to take home. And, you know, you guys put your money in this and keep this, you know. So um, I didn't really miss that much from my uncle, but experiences in other churches yes you know um i wish they took more time to express not like understanding that the 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 world is different but not to shield us from it so much because when we do get out there it's like whoa you know so it's like Yes, they tell us about it, but they only tell us, like, it's bad, it's dangerous, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Me being me, when I was a kid, I have to know why, because I'm very curious. So if I don't know why, I'm likely to try it out because I want to know what's so wrong about this, what's so, what's not okay with this. I have to figure it out if no one's going to tell me. And that's, honestly, that's most kids. Yeah. I'll put it like that. I'm going to, I'm going to um give you, I'm on both ends. I'm on both ends because I'm going to tell you, I remember when I was, um when I was younger, there was a lot of rules and there were a lot of things that we were not allowed to do. Like mm -hmm. I remember women were not allowed to wear pants. Um, yeah. You know, that, that changed growing as I grew up. Um, but we were not allowed to wear pants. We were not allowed to wear certain colors. We were not allowed to play, um, like we weren't allowed to wear ankle bracelets. We weren't allowed to, um, like there are so many different things that we weren't allowed to do. And we were never explained why. And um, that we weren't allowed to go to the, it was a sin to go to the movies. It was a sin to play dice. It was a, a sin to play cards. So for like a long time, I grew up under hearing that and understanding that. Well, not understanding it, but hearing it. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand why that is. So I remember when I was 16 years old saying there's gotta be, because I did have a love for Jesus. So I'm like, there's gotta be more to this than mm -hmm. we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, what can we do? And why is it sinful? That's so once we get a little older, it's like, like Aaliyah said, it's like, Whoa, Hey, <laughs> you know, what is all of this here? And that we still haven't had the opportunity to, to learn about. And from what my understanding became, it's not, some of those things are not necessarily sinful. It was just not preferred. And there were their own personal reasons behind that. Um, Uncle G, can you, can you kind of tap into why you think that things like that were, um, were frowned upon, I'll put it like that. I was afraid you was gonna come to me next. <laughs> <laughs> We, one thing I would like to say, if you'll allow me, we were all, I'm looking at the screen, of course, I'm the oldest thing in America, who's uh, <laughs> definitely the oldest thing on the screen today. But yeah, you're still the young, you're still relevant right along with us, you know yeah, it. That's the key, staying relevant, it's, it's a challenge these days because so much of the world has infiltrated the church, the ideas, the mindsets, the concepts, all of that, um, where we were trained and taught a certain way of what holiness was. I found out later on that some of the things we were told that was holy or holiness was not necessarily holiness. It was what you just said a few moments ago. It was a preference. But also the men of God in particular that served as our pastors, they walked with God and it was some things they would not do and they didn't want us to do them because those were the things God had delivered them from. 
And so they didn't want us to attach ourselves to those type of things as well. Now, there are some things that are sin will or sin um, that God requires of us to leave, to steer clear of, you know, sexual immorality, so many other things that are lying. But we find people in the church that claim to be saved. They lie. We have a lot of hypocrisy, sadly, in leadership. And it's very challenging. That's why many of the young people don't want to have anything to do with the church today because Mm -hmm. of the hypocrisy they see. They say, I'd rather see a message than hear one any day of the week. Um, But I do know, and I'll say this as quickly as I can, um, growing up where I did in the deliverance ministry with the late Apostle Skinner, yes, there was a lot of don't, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, whatever. And some things was considered a sin. But again, it was because that era that I came up in, those were the things that were prevalent at that time that the saints had um, been delivered out of. And so they felt when God, since God delivered me from this, I don't want to go back to this. And I said this last mm-hmm. week in a revival in um, Ohio. Hey, Sister Sherry, I was at um, God Given last week. Oh, awesome. Yeah, the Lord. Oh, I'll talk to you about that later. But anyhow, <laughs> I'm telling people how we sometimes paint the world with a broad brush. God may have told you not to do something. That don't mean he told everybody else not to do That's it. it. It's just like the Nazarites. I could not be a Nazarite because they would not <laughs> shave their heads. They were, a razor was not to touch their head. Mm. And so there's some things God may have spoken to you about, uh, including mm-hmm. ladies wearing pants. That was a part of that a color thing. I don't know where that came from, but um, they, they were not allowed to wear the pants and go in the movies. If you want to be put in hell tonight, go. <laughs> That you went to the movies, but I again there was hypocrisy in that because they were watching them at home, watching them at home, right? You know, so it it really boils down to your individual personal relationship with the Lord and the men of God. I'm a pastor, we pastors must hear from the Lord and go to God's word, see what the word says about all of this, and that's all that we should be delivering is what did the word say, absolutely. I am so glad that you said that because that's what I ended up learning as I got older and um, that it's all about having every, as far as life in general, it's all about having your um, personal relationship with God because there are certain things that we struggle with. For example, um, and this may seem a little bit hypocritical, not hypocritical, but it may be one of those things that's like, oh my God, did you really say that? As far as like alcohol goes, like wine specifically, my opinion, I'll put it like this. There is, for somebody who is not um, prone to alcoholism, for somebody who is not prone to getting drunk and taking that as their um, method of coping, (laughs) I would say that that is something that, you know, like for me personally, I can drink a glass and be done. And I don't do it for the purpose of, um, you know, I'm, because I'm stressed or anything like that. For a person who is stressed, then yes, I can understand how, you know, God would convict them for doing that because that's not, we don't want to use anything other than, you know, anything that God has given us as peace. But as far as, um, as far as pants go, I remember um, my mom said at one point, she said that God would tell her, you know, at a certain point to not wear pants. And that was because of a way that she felt in them or something along those lines. And it, it made it, it made it wrong for her, but that, like you said, it doesn't make it wrong for somebody else. Everybody has their own personal relations, should have their own personal relationship with God so that he will direct you in exactly what, you know, you can and can't do because he knows our hearts. He knows exactly what will what will you know take and run with and what will put us back into a sinful state as um as opposed to those that are, are not a struggle for us. And um I want to acknowledge some of these comments here that from Sade, she says, no one told us why, which made us in the body of Christ explore. Same as Eve. She wanted to know. I agree with that. So she was told, you know, as her and Adam were instructed. Don't do this. Don't, you know, eat. you can eat from everywhere else, but just don't eat from this particular tree. So I think that she, what Sade is saying, that if we were given an explanation as to why certain things we shouldn't do, why we shouldn't, you know, why we shouldn't have sex before marriage, why we shouldn't, um, 
you know, do all of these different things that it would make it a little, it would make more sense and it would make it um, a little easier for us to follow those instructions. Minister Sherry, I would like to hear from you um, as far as, you know, the, the question at on the floor. Sure. So, um, Roberta, I was raised very similar to you. Um, I was raised in a very, very um, strict holiness church. And I'm surprised, Elder White, that you didn't hear about the color thing, because when I was young, fifth, six, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, you know, kindergarten, I was there from kindergarten until about 21 and 2012 left. Um, red was a sin. Like everything was a sin. Yeah. Um, and for me, um, it really did cause emotional and social problems for me as I grew up. Mm -hmm. In retrospect, I understand that because I didn't know how to socialize in school because everybody is doing this and I really could not give them an explanation that made sense on why I couldn't participate other than that's what my pastor said. But what I will mm -hmm. say is this, I believe that the intention was right. And I think that that's what we have to embrace. The intention was that um, our pastors were looking out for our souls and they wanted us to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And they understood um, the pleasures of sin. And that's just the reality of it. And we've said a whole lot so far, but um, curiosity is um, can be very, very dangerous. So if you try one thing, you want to try something else. That's just uh -huh. the reality. So they put these things. I, I believe the intention was right, is that they wanted us to really focus on God and, and get delivered. And Pastor um, White said it, you know, it was a lot of things was things that they themselves had gotten delivered from. So as far as they knew, this is bad because y'all don't know what I how I lived before Jesus. I want you to avoid that. But though I think the intention was right, where I think where we got a little off track was that, and I can only speak for me, okay? The emphasis and the focus was more so on an outward appearance um, of holiness mm. versus those things that then, then an inward change. Because there was a lot of things I didn't participate in. There's a lot of things that I didn't do. But I was always told growing up I was mean. I was always told growing up that I had an attitude problem. Now, a lot of that stuff was related to my own uh, low self-esteem because I didn't feel like I had anywhere that I fit, if that makes any sense. So mm -hmm. I put up a wall that I didn't know how to, to break down, you know, because I literally felt like an outsider growing up. So now you, you, you fast forward to 2022 to the church, now everything goes. So the issue is, is that we have to learn and really teach people what holiness is versus what holiness is not. And that's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. Holiness starts on the inside. Right. Holiness is about my relationship with Jesus Christ. I was thinking about it this week. Um, I have to minister tomorrow and just the things that God has been dealing with me about holiness. If we learn how to live our lives like God is watching us, we will have mm -hmm. a whole church. And that's the problem. We live our lives like the church mother watching us. We live our lives because, of, but we don't live our life like God is watching. That's a mm -hmm. whole nother mindset. What is God going to say about what I'm doing? What is God going to say about what I'm saying? Yes. And when we can embrace it that way, it won't be a taboo conversation. Um, it will open up more conversation. Or, well, why, why, I think somebody said it. Uh, well, why don't we have sex before marriage? Well, let's let's go to the word of God. Let's talk about what the scripture said, why it said it, and how it relates to us today. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it really, I think, it, like I said, back in the day, the intention was right. But I think the methodology um, was challenged. Let me put it to you like that. It was challenged. And that's what has caused issues. But then, like I said, today, we don't want to offend people. But holiness is still right. Amen. So let's talk about oh, what man, man. let's talk about what it's not. Let's talk about what God said, what he said. But I do have to say this because Elder White knows me. I just got to be who I am. I got to be real. Everything just can't be explained. And what I mean by that is someone um, I think posted, well, just like Eve, she got curious. But look what it cost her. Yeah. It messed the whole world mm -hmm. up. There's some things God tells us not to do. He don't give an explanation. He said it because he got and he can. Right. And that mm -hmm. comes a, a part, a point in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And it boils down to relationship that I'm going to trust him. I don't understand this for my life. 
But because I really believe he is who he said he is, I'm just going to accept it and move on. Those of us, there's some stuff we tell our kids not to do. We don't give them no explanation. But let them do the opposite of what we say and see what happens. It's also also because you love the Lord and you want to please him. Yes. Right. Since I want to please the Lord, I don't want to do anything outside of your will. So, Lord, give me direction. Yes. If I'm going in the direction that is displeasing you, please let me know through your Holy Spirit who lives in the life of every believer. Even if you've not been baptized in the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Christ is in every believer. Um, please allow mm-hmm. And I didn't mean to, to, to jump in front of my dear friend. Um, but there, we have to do sin versus weight. There are some things that are weight. There are hindrance. And the scripture even tells us if meat offends your brother, don't eat meat. Now, <laughs> you know, there's something. <laughs> There's something right. There's some things that might be offensive to you. I will not do that in your presence. It go back presence. goes back to what I said earlier. God may have told me not to do something years ago, way back in the 60s. Um, in deliverance, there was a bus ride, Sister Sherry, from Apostle Scanner's Church to Canada. And a lot of the people that went at that time, culottes had just come out, and culottes was a sin. No, really. So, can, can, for those of us who may not who may not know, can you explain what culottes are? I'll let you ladies explain what culottes are. But, um, but they took the bus trip. I think it was to Niagara Falls. But when they got there, some of them were sipping and tipping, and the spirit spoke to my mother, who was just ninety five a few weeks ago, and said, "Others may, but you may not." Mm. And so. If I know I'm living a certain way or, or God has given me a commandment, I cannot do whatever that thing is. And if someone that knows what God has told me to not to do sees me doing, it can hinder them from their right. God or their relationship. And the other thing is now we, we got to make sure we understand we're talking about a separation from the believer and the belief and the unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Because the unbelievers, they're not. They, they're not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be according to the scriptures. They can do whatever they want to do. They still got to answer to God. True. Yeah. Um, but there are things that God has spoken to his people. Um, as Minister Sherry said, there are some things that I don't care what we say. God already said. And we must steer clear of those things. Okay. And we can only do it through the help of the Holy Ghost. Because in our flesh dwells no good thing. Watch this now. And it don't have anything to do with age. Hello. Because we got some that y'all please pray for me. Are we on live? Lord, I'm in trouble if I say what yes, I'm about. Yes, we on live. <laughs> where my mama used to live, she's in a facility now. But where my mother was living, there was this old dude running around in a wheelchair, electric one at that, and about as, <laughs> about as fresh as he could be. And I had to let that old man know: if you roll up on my mama, I will pick you and the wheelchair up and throw you down. <laughs> Okay, because some of them fellas are taking all kind of medication so they can function at the junction, but not mm. with my mama, because you will get okay. hurt. <laughs> and, but Elder White, can we? And I don't want to take. Please over. forgive me. Yes. No, no, but I'm glad that you said that because it goes right along with the conversation. Um, it, and I think it's part of uh, Roberta what you said you were going to talk about. It really doesn't matter what age. You right. know, we think when we think about right. old people hot in their flesh, it's not just the teenagers. It's not just the single That's people. Right. You got some married. It's not. Flesh. That's right. Um, what I would say, uh, what I would say um, back to your question, Roberta, what do you wish was discussed growing up? So what I would say in terms specific, specifically about sex, what I would have wished we had a conversation about is helping people to understand. I grew up, I'm like, well, Lord, I'm fasting. Lord, I'm praying and I'm hot. So I literally carry a weight because I felt I'm doing something wrong. I'm, I'm a sinner because I'm doing all of these things and it's not working. But it's not that it wasn't working. Now, in my maturity and my growth and our understanding, when we fast and we pray, you got to understand God created us with sexual appetite. Right. It, it's, it's just like you have a natural appetite for food. When you fast, don't you still get hungry? Okay. So even right. when you're fasting to try to um restrain yourself in terms of um, I like it the way my pastor says it. It's not that you're fasting for God to take away the appetite, you're fasting that God gives you the strength to not give into it. Mm-hmm. If you have that That's mentality it. to understand, wow, I have the strength to walk away now. Yeah, doesn't mean God's gonna take it away from you because right. He created you that way, and there's nothing right. wrong with you. And like I wish right. I had um, an open forum when I was growing up to yeah. talk about that because the battle in my mind was crazy. 
because I didn't understand or forget it. My mama was way old school. We was not having no conversation about sex. We couldn't even have a conversation about dating. Okay. So, you know, like, I really like, like, it was a constant inward battle. And, you know, now that I'm a mother and I'm raising a son and my son is, I uh, hope God spared life, he'll be nine this year. Like, I'm already thinking, oh God, you're going to have to give me the wisdom to have, be able to, ha- I want him to have these conversations with me. I want to talk to him about it. I I want him to understand this is what the Bible says, and this is why yes. we don't do it. Um, and but I'm gonna be honest, like I'm yes, we fast and pray to get the strength to resist the temptation, but it, the feeling is still gonna come. It's, it's it is, it is, my- and the thing is, what we don't understand is that um it can actually affect us later on if in, in life, like okay, so don't have sex until you're married, don't do it, 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 don't do it. Okay, I'm married now. Now what? So it, that doesn't go away, you know, like for those, for, okay, I'll put it like this for those who may have um, actually went and stayed until they were married, kudos to y'all. Yeah. But then it's like a struggle, like, okay, because this is all they were embedded in there in our heads. We're not, so, they, it, it's made to seem as sexist has been made to seem as such a bad thing. So much to the point where again, it's not being talked about, but what I'm so grateful for is um i was able to learn the purpose if we understand what the purpose of sex is and why god wants us to be able to you know why god wants us to abstain from it until marriage there why it's only good in the confines of marriage then it makes more sense and then it's like okay i understand now more than just hearing don't do it and if we ask why it's a problem this is my understanding and what i I have to give credit to um when I moved to Memphis, um, oh my Lord, Pastor Sammy Holloway, who had an entire series, I think it went for a whole year about the Christian um, the Christian home. He went from um, courtship all the way through dating, first of all, the desire to date, dating, um, engagement, marriage, um, either even with, you know, being a widow, widower and divorce. He went through the entire thing. And what I really, it, it never struck to me that the purpose that God, one of the reasons I'll put it like this, that God wants us to abstain is simple because one, the experience we, if we have experience with other people and then we end up marrying somebody else, it's like, okay, you still got that other person in your mind. If they're not as adequate, that's the the natural side. Let's we're not even jumping into the fact that it's a, it is like a soul tie. We know that we hear that all the time. It's a soul tie. But we don't get the natural part of it where the or the practicality of it. You in church with somebody and you didn't slept with this one and that one and the other. And now now not together anymore. And now this one is married to somebody else that's there and you have to see them every day. That's a mental issue. You know, that's that's something that you have to see them all the time. And that's and it can be a distraction. That's one. So you don't want to. So if you if you are if you wait until number one, you until you're married. One, there's only one other spirit you have to deal with instead of all the other ones that you're bringing with you and bringing onto them. Two, you have you don't have to necessarily have that experience. So it's like, okay, let's figure this out together instead of, oh man, I now I didn't marry this one and but this one did this better. You know, like it's it's there's so many different things that um and miss different reasons why we need to have been taught more in depth about sex. Because at the end of the day, like uh, Minister Sherry said, you're, it's natural to have those urges. And what you don't want is for yourself to end up getting married. And now you're not, you know, you don't have the desire because then that becomes a problem. If I may, the, um, and I, we haven't heard from Aaliyah in a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do a family conference every year in Jersey City. Um, Minister Sherry knows Bishop Scotland Bailey. Um, and I, I didn't realize I was there 19 years. Can you believe that? It's been 19 years I've been doing that. Every yeah. time I asked them, I, I said, isn't it seven years? They said, oh, no, it's 19. That one over there wasn't born yet. That one wasn't born yet. That one's about to go to college. I said, you got to be kidding me. But anyhow, um, in many of those years, I, we, we have to deal with the blended family. We have to deal with um, adultery, the forgiveness, all those different things that come into play. But in the scriptures, there was a time where God told the children of Israel not to marry foreign wives. 
And the mm. purpose of them not marrying that foreign wife and intermingling with them is that they would end up taking on the characteristics and the behaviors of those foreign gods, which were idols and demons in many cases. And so it is with us today. Now, um, we we not only must abstain from all appearance of evil, um, we're not to, light hath not fellowship with darkness. How can two walk together except they be agreed? Um, we just are not to intermingle as believers with an unbeliever. Now, whatever happened prior to Christ, it's under the blood if we genuinely repented. And it mm -hmm. is true that even though you repented and confessed and forsook your sin, you're no longer with that individual if it was in a sexual manner. Um, when you do choose to get married or whatever happens and you're with your spouse now, the enemy will work on your mind, will work on your heart relative to what you said a few moments ago. Maybe that person doesn't function like the other one did or they did something that you like or dislike, whatever. All of those things you bring with you. That's why it's mm -hmm. critical to have those things. Those ties must be severed. And they can only be severed through the power of the blood. Um, we talked about fasting a few months ago, a few weeks ago, a few minutes ago. I'm sorry, I'm tired. And <laughs> yes, that's critical as well. Prayer, we we cannot, we, we don't, we get afraid to talk about spiritual matters. But we are people of faith. We still have to talk about the spiritual matters and cannot mm -hmm. act like everything is natural. And it's just whatever the body and if it feels good, do it. And if it don't feel good, don't do it. No, what did God's word say? This is a spiritual walk as well. And we cannot dismiss that. And at the same time, we got to bring the natural in where where, and when appropriate. Relationships do matter. Um, one of the blessings I heard Minister Sherry say, um, and I think you said, Roberta, when, when you went down to a Memphis, how blessed you were. I must say, under Apostle Skinner, we had leaders, we had youth leaders, and we had adults in our leadership classes or, or youth classes that would talk with us about mm -hmm. the things, but it wasn't just don't do, don't. They would explain to us why. So I guess I have a little bit of a benefit, but because they told us, that don't mean we still follow and obey. True. <laughs> Some of us was about as wild as they come. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. You got to get a lasso and time up. You know, and um, sadly, one of the other things, and I'll say this super quick, one of the most damaging things I think that happened coming up was when young people would get caught into fornication and there was a child that might be produced and the mm -hmm. old school pastors would make them stand up before the church. Yeah. I know one young lady. Yes. Look at look at Aaliyah. She can't believe what I'm saying. Hey. Have you seen it, Minister Sherry? Have you seen? I'm not, you know where I came at. Yes, so you already know that was done. <laughs> Y'all don't know how blessed you are because these days they'll take you to Judge Judy in a minute. Okay, <laughs> but I know one young lady in particular. This young girl, uh, Minister Sherry, you would have loved her. She filled with the Holy Ghost, prayerful, a, a serious prayer warrior. As a teenager, she would pray in tongues so beautifully. The Holy Ghost would move. We had noonday prayer. Uh, I'm sorry, we had 4:30 prayer in Newark um, after school, we call it the teenage prayer. And then on Thursday in Brooklyn and then Friday at six o'clock in Newark. So we was in prayer, but we also played basketball. We went to different events. We did all that kind of stuff. We had fun. I had fun growing up, but one young fella deceived her and lured mm -hmm. her away from God. She was walking on Clinton Avenue here in Newark by 18th street. I happened to see, her. I won't call her name because somebody might be watching and knows her. I simply honked the horn and she's like, <laughs> she had literally gone out of her mind because she was driven from the church because she was made to stand up and apologize. And oh, by the way, the fellow that impregnated her, he ended up leaving the church, getting caught up with other women. He was just a, a piece of trash as far as I'm concerned. And nothing, you beautiful young ladies that are watching, my dear sisters that are on and those that, that I can't see that are watching, don't be a fool. You are more than a leg, a thigh, a breast, okay? I, I'll let y'all go further with that. You are far more than that. You are a beautiful, whole person. Don't let these fellas take advantage of you and deceive you and dupe you because he goes on and there you are left. Right. With mm -hmm. the nine months of showing. It don't show what they've done. Right, right. You show. So don't don't be foolish. I, I know it kind of got off a little there, but there were so many things that happened coming up that were detrimental and drove some of the young people away from the church. And now they are adults and still don't want to have a thing to do with God or the church. 
So we mm -hmm. pastors have to be very careful. I think Aaliyah wanted to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. So I'm recently getting out of a marriage. I was married two years ago. And it's you cannot marry somebody who does not believe in the same things that you believe in because it's not going to work. It's just not. No matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you cry, it's just if y'all don't agree, it's not going to work. And I learned that the hard way, and I'm happy I learned within the time that I learned because it was tough already. It was tough already. So I, when 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 you were saying, you know, the light and dark, and and if two don't agree, I yes, I was taught that lesson in real life because I did not listen. I knew that we didn't agree. I knew that we were not on the same level. And I went along with it anyway because flesh. Mm -hmm. And now two years later, I'm divorced. Well, in the process of a divorce. And it's just, I could have I could have been better without this. I just- you, you can even be incompatible in the church. Both parties can be saved, about as saved as you can be, and yeah. still be incompatible. Absolutely. That's something when you make mention of things we need to discuss or don't discuss or you wish was discussed while we were coming up, um, they, we should have talked about that. And thank God for the oh, late yes. Bishop, Bishop James Everett's mother, um, Evangelist Dorita Everett, Sister Sherry, all of the people that was about to get married, she was the one that Apostle Skinner assigned to do premarital counseling. He wasn't married. So how can he give marital advice, except like Apostle Paul did, of course, but it would have to be all scripture based, not from experience. But he would mm -hmm. assign her and thank God for Mother Everett giving such wisdom and instruction mm -hmm. to those that got married. And many of them are still together today to God be the glory. I'm talking about over 50 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. so these are discussions that need to be had too, as well as someone said earlier, the proper use of sex. What's the purpose? What was God's intention for it? And mm -hmm. as long as we stay within God's boundaries, not some man's boundaries, but God's boundaries, all of us are going to be okay. You know, it's, it's, this, when this it, is yes. Yeah. When it comes to everything, when it, when it comes to, when we stay in God's boundaries, as far as everything con is concerned, there are other things that, um, I, I, I'm glad that we got into that one because that's major. That is a major topic that a lot of, like, we just don't get enough of, and we don't get a lot of education in, um, in the church. And so that's, I, I want for those who, um, who are watching to know that, um, there are, again, as long as your relationship with God is the most important, is the most important thing that is going to guide you and lead you into, um, every aspect of life, especially when it comes to sex, when it comes to, you know, education, when it, everything. So even though certain things may not have been discussed, there are, um, you know, God will definitely lead you and guide you in that. I mean, there's a list <laughs> that I have of things like we never really, we didn't talk about, um, ex ex and I have to give it to like Aaliyah was saying about my dad, who is the pastor of um, um, Christian Community Deliverance Center. He is, I love how he is, has always been for the youth. He's always, um, you know, been very concerned about their education. He's always been concerned about, you know, how their finances are. And there are some ministers in our church right now that are taking the time, like in Sunday school. And I'm, I'm, I love to see it, how um, there's a team, there's a primary, there's a primary class, there's a junior class, and then there's an adult class. And the primary class are the teenagers. And they are learning so much. And I'm so, I'm glad that there are people who are, um, who have taken them and are asking actually talking to them about different things, like about dating, about being responsible, about how to handle when, um, you know, people come against what you actually believe in, but it's not necessarily sinful, but it's immoral, you know, things like that. Those are all um, topics that we really didn't get growing up. So I'm so glad that there are some, um, some, like, I'm glad that you, um, um, Uncle G, were able to experience you know, getting education in certain of some of those things. Again, yes, like you said, there are some that are not going to listen, even though we were, you know, and this that's natural. That's natural <laughs> because there were things that I was raised and taught and raised that I was just like, okay, well, I got to see how this works for myself because that's yeah. just how my stuff can be. 
in all honesty. But I mean, we've got stuff from taking care of our spiritual health, of our mental health, which is a, a, a major thing, um, physical health, managing finances. I mean, all of those things are, um, and I hate to say it, but a lot of us in the black church, we don't discuss it, but I've gone to others and especially those finances, they talk about that. They talk about in, in other cultures as well, you know, in other cultures that are, they discuss things such as, um, you know, like, especially like the Jewish community, they don't play when it comes to, when it comes to money, they know how to teach them from, you know, from you, from youth, from, um, you know, in, in their, in their synagogues that as well as, you know, in their families, you know, and how to have a family, how to raise a family. And I'm just, I, I would love to be able to, that's something, that's the reason why this platform is here is because I would love to be able to, um, to, to get more churches to discuss these things because yes, we understand the scripture that the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money, not money, but the love of money is the root of all evil. However, we, it's, God doesn't want us to be broke. If we can, if he's able, if we are able to handle it, if we're able to come to him in, um, in direction for everything that we, you know, and we give him, you know, we do our tithing, we, we talk about tithing, we talk about tithing all the time, but we don't talk about how to manage finances. We don't talk about how to, um, you know, put a little something to the side. We don't talk about, you know, how to, you know, just, just how to manage. So how can we, you know, how, how is it that we can actually implement these things or what are steps, some steps that you think that we can take when it comes to, to that? Aaliyah. Um, like I, I had mentioned earlier, one year for Christmas, Phil got all of the youth a cute little house bank. Like it was the cutest thing ever. I still wish I had it. And that's what, that was our Christmas gift for all of the mm. youth. You guys are going to get a bank. I want you guys to put money into this bank. You guys are not going to touch this bank. And that was our gift. He taught us that year to save money. And that was just, and, and it's something that I remember because it was, that's never been done before. Nobody's ever been like, you know, this is serious. You guys need to, this is, even in school, they don't teach us this stuff. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother topic. But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's this real though. It's because that's something that stuck with me is because this is not, this isn't something that's taught. This isn't something that we speak about and it needs to be. So like, we got to figure out ways to, for one, we got to figure out ways to appeal to people where they are. Because you have to start where they are. You can't just be like, oh, well, yeah, I know you're here, but this is not how we do it. You have to stoop, not stoop to their level, but you have to level contact with them. Make sure that they understand. You can't talk at people. You have to talk to people. Right. That's a lot of things that people don't, they don't really understand that it's, yeah, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. It's never, okay, you're doing this wrong, but let's change it. That's let's it. How do we change it? You know what I'm saying? Or figure out why you're doing what you're doing wrong. That's the key. Well, That's I, I the like key. what... Um... I, I like one thing for sure that Aaliyah said, and that is meet them where they are. That's something I'm learning more and more and more. Um, when Jesus met the fellow that was laying at the pool with us for 38 years, he met him where he was and brought him from where he was to where God wanted him to be. And we do have to do that. Um, we may have to condescend to people, go to not so much their level. Right. This is where you are. Hey, listen, can I show you something else? Or can you have you tried this or whatever? Wealth building right. is not taught for the most part in our Pentecostal circles, but I gotta give credit to our Methodist brothers and many of our Baptist churches. They do teach it. They teach it strongly too. Now we are in the church of God in Christ and we are doing better. We are doing better. Um, I'm a part of the AIM family. And when we go to our conferences and all, we have a whole lot of training and teaching. We have so many professionals that the Lord has favored the church with. Um, but back to Jersey City, even with Bishop Scotland Bailey, we have several financial workshops and seminars that we do each year for the family to let them understand wealth building. Um, district, I'm sorry, now 
assistant supervisor here in our jurisdiction, um, Mother Diane Kill Atkins. She's a phenomenal individual that understands and teaches and believes and practices wealth building. It would do you good to have her on one day with a group of young people. Um, Sister Sherry, I don't know if you remember when we um, we went to the youth retreat and she taught the children through a lemonade. She had them build a lemonade, um, manufactured lemonade, sold the lemonade. She took them through the whole process of how you go into business. And they actually made the lemonade at the retreat and we drank it and none of us died. <laughs> but she she taught them the whole process you know the, who the buyers are the sellers everything but you want the computer um, taught the whole thing and it's something that it, it just needs to be done and by the way i i think minister sherry's talking to her, her my nephew my little nephew and it starts even younger than him now god is favored my family my fifth uh, baby is here now a grandbaby and she'll be a year in june I know that Michelle and my son are teaching her already or should be teaching her already about money management, wealth building, um, the value of a dollar or of a dime or whatever she's able to handle right through here. We can't wait till they get 19. It's too late. Yeah, that's it. Unless something hit them upside the head and they say, you know, I guess I could learn something. You know, but that's about it. And you can still learn then. It's just, it's yeah. a little more difficult to come out of your ways, you know? Well, once, once you do something, so for, you're so used to doing something a certain way, it's hard. It's harder, but it's one thing I teach my kids is it may be hard, but it's not impossible. Right. So it's something that can, we can always be, you know, we can always learn. I know they have that phrase, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yes, you That's can. That's not true. You can if they're willing to learn. Why are y'all calling me a dog? I didn't. I was talking specifically. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my goodness, we love you, Uncle G. We do. The, the, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be 100% honest. The reason why I wanted you specifically on this platform is because I've always known you to keep it 100%, and that's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to have someone here who, I, and you've never changed since I was young. <laughs> you know, so. I, I appreciate, I have to say that I appreciate you. I Honestly. when you first met me. No, you didn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I never remember you having hair. <laughs> that is hilarious. I I'm telling hair. you. I but the thing is, even back in Best Temple, and I, I honestly, I, I wonder if any of them are watching, we always got excited when we knew you were coming. We always got excited to know you were coming. And that's not, from what I find out, that's not, that wasn't just us. Yeah. That's like a majority. Cause you did, you, I mean, when you, I tell you, you were able to speak to the youth and you were effective. I have to tell you that you are absolutely, you were effective. Things that we yeah. wish we would have heard, you know, you made yourself relatable to us and I appreciate you. And I celebrate you for that because that's something that we didn't get a lot of. I'm not saying we didn't get it at all, but we didn't get very much of it. And we, I honestly have to say, we always got excited when we know um, Gilbert White was coming. Yeah. Because you would not only minister the word of God to the adults as well as us. And it was normally to, you know, for a youth um, event. But you would, you would, you're, you stayed, I, when I say you stayed relevant, you stayed relevant. You knew what music we were listening to That's or Yes. People other because we weren't allowed in my house. But <laughs> you know, but you knew because you would even fit it in your messages. Like, I mean, I promise you, like there was certain there are certain songs that you would just fit in there. And it was it's it's how you were able, so you didn't stoop to our level, but you were able to draw our attention. That is where we was at. And so you were I able to get us to listen. He met us where we was at. He didn't stoop to our level, but he definitely met us where we was at. Because well, we I always say, I always say, you can't reach if you can't relate. And then That's I know, it. I know, Minister Cherry is going to agree with me on this. You know, we adults have to stop acting like we just came out the womb as adults, and Can we? <laughs> and that we didn't go through any processes and some of the same challenges. It might have been a different era and a different time, but they're the same challenges. Spirits don't change. Mm -hmm. So the same spirits that they were dealing with in when the scriptures was written, they're still here today. We're here. Okay. And depending on how each of us, back to what Minister Sherry was saying about, it depends on your individual relationship with the Lord. How do, do you know the Lord? What is your relationship with him? 
It goes yes. back to what I said. If God told you something, don't get out that broad brush and paint the rest of the world with it. You make sure you do what God told you to do. And um, I'm so glad I learned that because there was a time, I'll be the first to admit, I was extremely self-righteous. Yes, me and too. And the Lord brought me up out of that and asked me how happy I am because I've been able to win so many more because I can relate. I said, no, man, been there, done that. And if it was a place where I still was, I said, man, you know what? I'm there right now and I'm asking God to deliver me. Mm. And um, back to Aaliyah, you got to be relatable. You, if you don't, I'm telling you, I'm on, I'll be 64 July 31st. You can send all cards to PO Box 8624. No. But um, <laughs> if even today, um, there are young people that gravitate to me because they know, first of all, I'm extremely confidential. Now, if something is detrimental to your life mm -hmm. and you're of a certain age, I'm a, well, we all mandated reporters as quiet as it's kept. I'm going to get you some help or get you to the help. If my relationship is such with you, for instance, if it's you and I, and you come to me with something, you already know how I'm going to handle it. I'm going to treat you like you're my daughter or my niece, and we're going to get this done. But if yep. it's someone that's not related to me, I'm going to get them the help that they need. But I'm going to be real with them and say, listen, man, you're going down the wrong track. Young lady, I don't think you should do that. And um, just trying to win them. And to this day, I'm the same way. And I refuse to change. My brother, Richard, is like that. Mr. Clean is the same way, as quiet as his cat. And I become the uh, the uncle of the youth department of the church. God of Christ. I don't know how <laughs> And um, but they know they can come to me because they're going to get a straight answer. I'm not going to lie to them. I'm not going to play with them. If they need correction, I'm going to correct them. But I'm going to correct them in love. Amen. It was a time I wouldn't. When I came across that place, Minister Sherry, I was swinging for the fences. I was going to knock them out. But I learned why would I destroy them? Right. And give them, you know, bring them to me, draw them to me, say, what can I do to help you out of this matter? Um, Bishop Absolutely. Tyrone Butler is phenomenal. Um. He and I, we even, there was a young man that was about to take his life in one of our regional rallies. Nobody knows about it, but he and I. Oh, yeah. And if we didn't go through at the time that we did, we'd have lost that young man. Mm. But because we were able to sit and talk with him and minister to him and relate to him and let him know some of the challenges and stress that you're dealing with, home issues, all of that. Hey, let us help you. And we was able to rescue that young man. So many other things we don't have enough time today to deal with. Um, that have been presented to me. Parents that have come to me with their children. Mm. And Minister Sherry, she's a motivational speaker as well, but she's also a mother and a minister of the gospel who I know, like myself, around her age, even adults were coming to me. And I'm like, wait a minute, y'all way up there. Y'all supposed to be teaching me. But God mm. has anointed us for this time and this season to help the body of Christ. And um, that's what it's all about. And I say to God be the glory. I'm glad I was had some kind of good influence on your life. Thank you, Jesus. We are at um, the time to wrap up. And there's, I mean, we could have went so many other directions with this. We could have talked about, you know, the need for physical health, education as well, you know, eating healthier and, um, you know, exercising and things like that. That's something that we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm glad that Minister Sherry, you actually tapped into you know, what, you know, explaining what holiness actually is, because we hear got to be holy. You got to be holy. You have to be holy. But it's like, what does that mean? So I'm glad that you tapped into that absence to understand the understanding that it's your relationship. Holiness is your relationship with God, communing with him on a daily basis, learning his character so that you know what it is that, you know, you know, his voice. The Bible says my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they won't follow. So if you are if we're able to get to know him for ourselves, um, then we'll be able to know that it's him that is speaking, even though it may, there may be some things that we like, our oh, God, are you sure? We'll know by that relationship that we have with him. That is true holiness. And I, I thank each of you for um, taking the time to have this discussion. It's very, very necessary discussion. I thank y'all for your openness and your transparency. I'm going to ask each of you to take um, a couple of seconds <laughs> to just give somebody, you know, to give um, our audience just some encouraging words. And um, Minister Sherry, we're going to start with you. Okay. Um, I think in my closing remarks, what I would say, I believe the topic um, for today was um, I love God, but I hate church. Um, for me, um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in church. There's a lot of stuff that goes on with leadership. It, it To me, it is what it is. And 
the reality of it is, is we're living in the last days and the word of God prophesies the stuff is going to be like this. So when I go to church personally, um, when I go, I go to worship God. I go to honor God. I go to hear the word of God to give me the strength and the energy that I need, that I need to live right, you know, the rest of the week. I don't go to church for people. And I think that if we would really just realign our thoughts, I can't worry about what the person next to me doing. And, and I used to, um, Elder White knows, I used to be a youth minister um, for many years. And this is what I would tell the young people. You know, they would sit there and tell me, oh, y'all saying we're not supposed to do this. We're not supposed to do that. But this person do this. I'll be sitting there listening. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, mm-hmm, okay, all right. So then I'm like, okay, so what, what does God say about it? They tell me what God says about it. I'm like, okay. So if God calls us home right now and we got to stand before the judgment seat, this is what I say. And God say, why you didn't live right? Are you going to say, because pastor so-and-so didn't live right? And do you think he's going to accept that answer? And then they'd be like, no. And that's the that's how I approach it. I, I live right because I believe that's what God wants from me. I, I have no control over what, that's between them and God. They got an answer for God for what they do. I got an answer for God what I do. So I don't hate church, but I've learned how to separate church from our own relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And if we could do that, we would be less frustrated and we would be more empowered to pray for those things that we know is taking place that's not of God. So I would just encourage you, focus on your relationship with the Lord. Those things you know that's taking place and going on, analyze it and don't take it personally. And don't let it affect you, affect your view of God. Keep your view of God straight and right. Awesome. Uncle G. Okay. Well, (laughs) don't have enough time, but um, it's okay. I do want to say this to everyone that's listening because we're not sure who's watching, what age or what have you. Holiness does not have an age on it. It's God's command. It is separation from the world and the defilements thereof. We are not to entangle ourselves with the affairs of this life because we are at war. And we have to be free to fight in this war. I do have to say, if nothing else, I want to challenge everyone that has issues and challenges with the church or the body of Christ or whatever. Pray for your pastor. Pray one for another. Be the example that you know we should be. Um, As Minister Sherry said, well, she asked the young people, well, you know, how would that affect you? If you live like God told you to live, you're going to be okay. But be the example that we all we know should be. Am I perfect? Everybody asks me that all the time. I said, yes, I'm perfect. Everything I do, I do it perfectly. When I'm wrong, I'm perfectly wrong. When I'm right, I'm perfectly right. I don't miss. I'm, I'm, there ain't no in-between with me. I either is or I ain't. But y'all get what I'm saying. But be the example that we know God desires us to be and that we know we ought to be. And don't forget to pray one for another. Pray for your parents, pray for your children, pray for your pastor. There's never been a time in the history of the world that we pastors are seeing like we are seeing right now. Pastors need your prayers as never before. And I want to challenge everybody to please do that. If you don't pray for anybody else, pray for your pastor. I'll let it go because there's so much. Hopefully you'll have all of them back. I I like these things. (laughs) I think this is good. This this, This is definitely good. Aaliyah, we're going to close out with you. I'm going to just keep it sweet and short. Um, You can't run from God. You can try, but he's going to bring you back because I'm in the process of it now. And he's going to show out something crazy. I know it. I feel it. I'm not ready, but he's going to get me ready. So it is what it is. You can't run. He's going to be ready. Oh, Aaliyah, you done got yourself in trouble. You got to be ready. So yes, we're listen, we're gonna do this because we're already over an hour, so it don't even matter anymore. So listen, yeah, you ain't gotta be ready because once he's ready for you, that's what it is. I'm I'm learning that and I'm learning that. I'm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Aaliyah, I shall speak with you after this service. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have a conference call. Okay. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, See, Minister Sherry right, got so 10, thank 10 all of you. <laughs> And hopefully, Minister Sherry has Again. 10 minutes to join us. <laughs> oh, we're after this. I, I think we're gonna, we're not gonna log out, log out. We're gonna, we're gonna, we'll talk. But thank you all. Um, 
listen, what I'm going to close out, usually I let everybody else close out, but what I want to do is to take this opportunity, especially since because we're over the hour mark anyway. Um, if there is anybody who has been watching, who has either watched now or decided <clears throat> to watch the replay, that you have heard something here that has made you want to try this Jesus thing, that has made you want to find out what life with Christ is really like, I invite you to, to do so right now. As a matter of fact, we're going to take a minute and um, I want you to, to, to repeat this prayer. It's just simple. It's nothing major. It's nothing, um, you know, that's going to have, you don't have to do any backflips, you know, jump over hoops, anything like that. All it is, is the acknowledgement that, you know, that the life that you've lived is not, or you're living is not pleasing to God and that you understand that and that you want him to change you his way. You want him to come, to, you want Christ to, you know, to be Lord over your life. You, you want Christ to be able to, um, you want to give him the permission to lead you and guide you and have a relationship with him because that's what he desires more than, you know, just shooting direction and um, rules at you. He wants a relationship with you because he loves you. And that's really what it is. That's what it comes down to altogether. It's because he loves you so much. He decided that his, his own son, he decided to allow him, he made a choice to come down into this earth, show us how we're supposed to live, show us how we can live as our perfect example, die, go through torture and die. And then not only did he do that, but have that same power to rise again, go to hell so that he can defeat hell, defeat Satan, take the keys from him so that he knows so that you know Satan no longer has authority over you and then go back to heaven so that we have the opportunity to live with him once we leave this earth. Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. We are going to leave this world one way or another. So if you hear anything, if you've heard anything, or if you're even curious, I would invite you to, you know, to reach out to one of us. Um, or if you decide, you know what, I want to do this right now. I want to make the commitment right now. I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. And we're just going to say, God, I thank you for leading me here today. God, I know that the life that I've lived has not been pleasing to you. And I'm sorry for that. I want to do better. I want to be better. I want to do and be all that you would have me to be. Forgive me. Clean me. Change me. Live with me. Show me how to do this so that I can be pleasing to you. And I accept you now as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that Jesus died. I believe that he lived, lived and died. And he rose from the grave so that I can have the opportunity to live with him once I leave this world. Thank you so much for wanting me. Thank you so much for calling me show me what you want me to do from this day forward and i declare now that i am saved and if you prayed that prayer i want to be the very first to congratulate you into the kingdom of god you are our brother sister family member friend listen you made the absolute best decision you could ever make now the next thing i'm going to ask you to do is to pray and ask god about um, you know, wherever you live, a place where you can, you know, a church that you can go to where they will be able to feed you spiritually. Um, I guarantee. And if there's nothing that you can think of at the moment, there are some ministries here that are represented. Um, and you can, like I said, you can reach out to any one of us and we'll be able to give you assistance. Okay. I love you guys, all of you. Thank you so much for everyone who's here. Thank you for those who are watching. And until next time, I want y'all to stay tuned for the outro that my daughter Liberty made for us. And we'll see you next time. Bless you. Bye.